Whether you call it football or soccer, we won't bore you for 90 minutes like England versus USA did yesterday. <laughs> we are back having a look at the games that have happened so far in this 2022 World Cup. I mean, Can I just surely... say, there's no guarantees with that. Like, <laughs> well, there is because we're not going to be 90 minutes long. I hope not. Like, no, <laughs> like there's not been enough that has happened for us to go that long with this. Yeah, not even like we can talk other footballing stuff because stuff has happened outside of the World Cup, mainly at Manchester United this past week. I mean, we'll get to him when we get to Portugal. No, I wasn't on about him. I was on about the other thing that happened with us. Oh, okay, there is that thing, but that's the end. Yes, uh, but. Let's talk World Cup because that is where all the... I have to add, I don't, like, this World Cup has been so meh in areas that I don't think I've ever seen so many zeros on my wall chart, ever. Yeah, by far. It, I'm just not getting motivated for it enough yet. I feel like that was the whole tournament like from the start. Like No one could get overly excited for it. But then, well, the early days, you were going... Okay, maybe there's a chance, but then we've just been knocked back down, back right back down to earth. Mm. You're like, oh, we have one good game, and then you're like, right, that was a great game. We'll have another great game, and then the World no, no, like, you, yeah, get, no. you get a nil-nil at ten o'clock. That's what you deserve. That's what you woke up early for. Yeah, you planned your yeah, whole day around this, and you're gonna get a nil-nil. You're like, cheers, just what I wanted. I mean, let's talk about the big game so-called big game yesterday, battle between England and the United States. England obviously coming back off their 6-2 win uh, at the start of the week against Iran, whilst the USA, uh, they played obviously Wales in this opening match. Uh, they drew 1-1, so that's two draws in a row now uh, for Greg Baralta's side. I mean, England were just disappointing, weren't they? Uh, yeah, you can't go from winning 6-2. I don't care who you're playing. So then a dismal and just boring performance that that was. Mm. The fact that Harry Maguire and uh, I'd also seen Luke Shaw getting praised. Maguire was as... the best player, probably. <laughs> yeah. Actually good. The, the fact that they two were the England's best players and then the fact that the uh, player of the match was awarded to Christian Pulisic shows <laughs> how bad that game was. Just because he hit the post. Mm. I, I saw about... that one. I was like, he was never the best player. <laughs> no way. Yeah. We're, we're talking about three players who can't play regular football for their clubs at this minute in time, and they're being the three best players at the World Cup. Mm. Like, come on. But it's like, actually, at the same time when you say that, has that worked in their favour? Because, well, we could say, oh, they could be rusty because they've not played it so much. But actually. Mm. Maybe the rest of them were just lethargic and tired because that's what I got from this England performance. Well, yeah, I mean, Harry Kane, I just, for me, he just didn't look fit and I don't know why Southgate bothered risking him at all for it. Like, just give yeah, him an extra few days rest. Yeah, there was a moment that, though, if you call it, he picked up the ball, he just held it up, but he's always waiting for someone to run behind him. Hmm. Like that's it's you. You're the striker. You do that. Yeah. I don't care how good he's holding up a play. Like if he's there holding it up, no one's running. Yeah, your main job is to score the goals, not to hold up the ball. 
We have other players in the uh, 26-man squad that can hold up the ball. Your job is to put the ball in the fucking back net. Yeah, I could tell you it's definitely not Mason Mount. Mm. I, I mean... Worryingly from this game, it wasn't Jude Bellingham either. No. But, I mean, by the sounds of it, I don't think Gareth Southgate knew who it was meant to be taking back in six years to make a bloody substitution when we all saw a substitute needed to be made a lot earlier than it was. Yeah, and even when he made the subs, he still managed to F it up. Mm, bringing on Grealish Henderson, both at the same time, and then 10 minutes later, bringing on Marcus Rashford. Like, come on, just to change it up. You're just too predictable now. Like, obviously, I didn't disagree with the Greenish one. I thought that was probably the right one at the time. Sterling had to get off that pitch instantly. He just offered nothing. Mm. But while Bellingham wasn't playing his best in that game, he absolutely shouldn't be being taken off for Jordan Henderson. No. Like, in a game where you're trying to win, I'd rather have Jude Bellingham over Jordan Henderson. Absolutely. Like, did he just, like, one game against... Iran, and is that is that what he thought Jude Bellingham is now? Oh, you could play well against that lot, but with if him, it wouldn't right surprise me. No, it's wrong, but it was it got to a point where it's like we might as well just commit because like, the US yeah. aren't attacking us anymore. Like, send no. Foden on for Saka, like, you're gonna put Rashford on, don't put him out wide. How many times do we yeah. have to keep saying this? Mm, I feel like we should just rename our podcast the Marcus Rashford Upfront Podcast at this rate. Just stop playing. There's already a podcast wide. called the Upfront Podcast. Can't do that. <laughs> oh, gosh. But it, it's just getting ridiculous, though. Yeah. You, I just didn't you like just it. Left like, Trent, head. Just put Trent on. Like, just not going to attack us, you are as well. Just give us some attacking options where we can actually look dangerous putting stuff into the final third. And it just didn't look like that. I mean, every shot we had was just tame. Mm. And it still reaffirms my affirmations of get Southgate out after this tournament. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, still, I thought the 6 2 against Iran was clearly a pretty good result given what we've seen of Iran in a different game. But mm. this was mental. Yeah. It's Who's talking? Just, Should we just reference that we've got Tunisia, Australia on in the background, and Australia have just scored? <laughs> yes, yeah. but yeah, for me, I, I'm just left scratching my head now because obviously there's still all to play for in uh, England's group with how the other result went. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. We've but, given Wales yeah, then, a reason to come and play against us now. Yeah, and you're also thinking, I don't know whether England have. The cap- if we're struggling against the USA, I mean, Iran's Iran, whether they've had a good tournament game after us or looked okay pre-tournament, it doesn't matter. England are always going to beat Iran. You're then looking at when they do come up against a top side in the knockout stages, I don't see them being able to do anything. France, rip us a new one. Oh, oh any day like of the week. Hmm? I imagine you also against like, Spain or Brazil. Getting done, dusted, and roasted. I don't think I could prepare. Simple, it? I'm not prepared yeah. to watch us sit back against those teams. No. 
and it is just worrying. But at the same time, it, <laughs> maybe it's just my anti-Southgate-ness. It's just... Uh, I was I was so tempted to you last night. Yeah, your team USA, and yeah. You're there, and you're just saying, I believe, I believe that we will win. <laughs> no, I, I did like that they chant that in the stadium, and they was instantly responded with, what the fucking hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest, the USA aren't known for uh, their chants, but... Um, I was disappointed we didn't get a fight and win, if I'm honest. <laughs> fight and, and win. win. Like, calm down, mate. This isn't fucking 1776 again. Look, this is a big win for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like they needed this sort of positive results in the sense of obviously not losing is better than that for them because if you look back into qualifying for the tournament finishing third behind Canada and Mexico and the CONCACAF and obviously coming off the loss to Costa Rica as well yes they played friendlies in between this and the World Cup <clears throat> excuse me but it's one of them where I think things under Greg Baralta had got a bit stale pre-tournament and you were just like mm, question marks over what was the team he's going to select? Then leaving out quite a big. Uh, let me get that right way around. So, I think anything but uh, a loss was would be seen as a positive. Yeah, I, I feel like their main positive is they just looked organised, mm-hmm. which they looked good against Wales. But then towards the end of that game, it looked like they were going to lose it. Although if there was a few more minutes, Wales probably could have nicked it. But then yeah. this one, they never looked like conceding at all. And they probably yeah. should have won, given the chances they had. Yeah, absolutely uh, solid at the back. And Matt Turner in goal made some uh, good saves. And I think it was definitely warranted a draw for them. Maybe, yeah, like they you say, that definitely should have won. Uh, the other game in Group B, so Iran beat Wales... Uh, by two goals to nil in possibly the craziest last 10 minutes of football we've had at this World Cup? Trying to be, yeah, so far. I guess it is that. It's that added time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Trying to get so raised. This added time. Jesus Christ. I know we've been saying, oh, you've got to add more time on because of the endless time waiting that happens in football now, but oh my God. <laughs> I regret everything. Mm. I've yeah. got stuff to do. Fortunately, I know. <laughs> Cleaner came out saying basically for every goal celebration, every substitution, uh, the time will be added on as like a minute per one of these things so that a game is actually so it's like a game is actually 19 minutes. It's Cleaner, I'm not going to tell you, me's wrong. No, Jesus Christ. He can you tell me what. He looks it. the exact same. Yeah, because uh, uh, I can't remember whether it was ESPN or another American broadcaster actually got him to explain it all. Um, so, yeah, that's why we're seeing uh, a minimum of like seven, eight minutes added time per half at an absolute minimum this World Cup uh, because they're wanting to have it more pretty much like a full 90 minutes in there, which, like you say, is making games feel 10 times longer. I mean, if we flip back to 
England's first game, 14 minutes in the first half and then 10 in the second half. So playing an extra 24 minutes. Jesus Christ, that game just lasted forever, that one did. But that was the fault of Iran themselves not being sensible enough to take the goalie off in the first place. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about positives for Iran because beating Wales 2-0 with Rezeba Chesmi and Ramin Rezaeen scoring in the 98th and the 101st minute. My mouse is correct. Yes, yes. 101st minute. Yeah. Um, for Iran yesterday after Wayne Hennessy had got sent off for what can only be described as a fly kick to the head. It was a, if any all elite wrestling fans out there, that can be described as a V-trigger. <laughs> That's what that was. It was uh, a bro kick to the face. <laughs> How was that not an yeah. instant red? Yeah, the fact that he, he, he had to go to VAR to be changed to a red card was like... Even VAR, I was going, don't come to me, bro. <laughs> you yeah, know that... what I'm going to say. Mm, that's like, why have you came to me for? <laughs> like, it's clearly uh, a red card. What on earth are you doing? Um, poor result for Robert Page's side, obviously. But I think the Welsh can't be too down and gloomy because of the England result afterwards. I mean, yeah, obviously you don't want to lose you your game. You see them coming out of the stadium at the end of all the games. Jesus oh, Christ. Brilliant. Absolutely. They always brilliant. prefer not being in a World Cup, you think? Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I think the positive from yesterday is the fact that England didn't win. So that means there is still the possibility of them uh, going through in that group. I mean, they've got to beat us 4-0 and hope that the USA beat Iran. That's literally all they've got. Uh, Well, quick looking at things. England's goal difference is four. Iran's is minus two. USA is zero. And Wales is minus two. So uh, six, don't <laughs> Yeah, six, not four. I don't know where, because I was just before... I saw a four, I think. I don't know how well. Yeah. But that, I think that was before the Iran late goals when it came up. I was going to say. I was going to say, because I was downstairs um, doing myself a drink before I came on, and my dad had the radio on, and they were doing the news, and they were saying that Wales need four goals to uh, go through. I'm like, no, they don't. They need six because of the goal difference. Like, do you not know how goal difference works? They're on minus two. England are on plus four. That's a goal difference of six last time I checked. There you go. It's one of them where it's more likely that England will be through unless something crazy happens. Yep. Should we, should we leave Group B now? Yeah, I mean, the more we leave it, the better for me because I can't stand uh, talking about that group anymore. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk about Group A then and try and wax lyrical in that one? Just Cody Gakpo is a star. He's carrying that team. He's carrying that team. He's not carrying the team, he's carrying the whole group by himself. Oh, no, he isn't. Ecuador are carrying this whole group. Ecuador! But is that not just um, thingy, Ena Valencia? Well, <laughs> well we like don't he... know now. Like, that's the problem, isn't it? Because he was... Well, he, he was stretched uh, off, but he did get out the stretcher and yes. walk, went to walk to the bench. Yes, but... Um, yeah, Netherlands and Ecuador playing a 1-1 draw... Uh, Cody Gakpo and Anna Valencia being the goal scorers in that one. Again, it's a group that I told you it was like one of them. It was like, 
I feel like the Netflix could still be Dark Horses, but at the same time, I was like, eh. I'm shaking my head at you, no. I've seen nothing of this team that says, yeah, you're going to the semis. (laughs) I don't think so. Mm. It's just one of them. I need a bit more from everyone else in that team. It just feels passive. If we're talking England are boring, Mm. I think the Netherlands are a close second. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing entertaining from uh, that game other than Cody Mm. Gakpo being as amazing as he is. Um, it got to the point where Ecuador you almost credit to Ecuador. Yes. Give him credit for uh, getting back into the game. He just and... about beat Senegal. Well, yes. It's going to be, I think, an interesting uh, final bit or final game for that group because um, obviously Qatar, they're already out, which I believe they're the first host nation ever second. not to get second, are they? Second yeah, host nation not to get... South Africa, I want to say. I can't remember back to that World Cup. It was a decade ago, or over a decade ago. <laughs> 12 years. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Netherlands, Ecuador and Senegal. Uh, Netherlands and Ecuador both on four points with the exact same goal difference and everything. And then Senegal in third uh, with three points with a goal difference of zero. So uh, heading into later on, or early next week, Ecuador play Senegal whilst the Netherlands play Qatar. So you would say that the Dutch are through based on the fact that uh, Ecuador and Senegal are playing each other. And they should be Qatar, really. They don't, then embarrassing. Yes. Uh, And it's just a matter of, like, um, positioning now for Louis van Gaal's side. Yeah, but I think you're going to want top. Although... You know, like the like Group B is. I don't think either positions great. No, it's one of them where I feel like if you want to play boring if... England or slightly passive USA or Iran. <laughs> I should have actually said the well organised USA and, yes, and Iran who clearly have some in attack. Mm, it's one of them. <clears throat> excuse me. Looking at this, I think as the Dutch, they would probably want to face Iran or the USA. Just because I feel like they could muster up something against those two sides and make it to the quarterfinals. I don't think I could handle Netherlands against England, to be honest. No, I couldn't. It would just be so boring. Um, but yeah, I think Group A has been one of them where we was expecting a bit more dominance from Senegal and the Dutch, considering they're probably the two stronger sides in that group. Maybe we did write off Ecuador a bit much, but... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it still hasn't lived up to that hype of like, oh, okay, this is a really good group between those three teams. Um, it, it is a good group, but... It's a close maybe group. I was, yeah, it's a close group. Well, one point separating the three sides... But it's just going to be a very, very interesting final day there uh, to see what happens. Um, We're getting Senegal for... missing Mane as well. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd really wish they had him because it would have made this a whole lot more interesting. I think I think they'd have been a better team for it. Oh, 100%. And I think everyone knows that as well. If uh, That's just a replay of the goal. Oh, no, I um, thought they'd got a second there. <laughs> no, don't worry. Um it's one of them, I think everyone knows if Senegal had Mane, we'd see a much better performance from Senegal and uh, how they play. Because it, obviously they don't solely rely on Mane, but 
you can even see with Liverpool this season, you don't have Mane, you look a whole different team, and that's safe to say with Senegal as well. They look decent enough. Yeah. But they could have been another level, I think, with Mane. Oh, 100%, definitely they could be. Right, let's flick back to match day uh, one because we are obviously recording this as Group C's uh, games are getting underway. Um, where do you it. want to start with this? <laughs> where do we start with Group C? Are you kidding me? Well, I didn't want to go there too, obviously. You didn't want to go there, to. all right. It's the, literally the biggest moment of the whole tournament so far. Saudi Arabia, <laughs> we have to cheer them. <laughs> Beating Argentina. They weren't lying. They are taking over. <laughs> yes. Um, bang average. Yeah. Well, I can't even say bang average. Argentina. No, they were. Was, they should have been. They were below. The they were below bang average. I mean, just read the fucking line, lads. Jesus and Christ. Well, like the first time, right? I'll let you off. You now. You should know. Not not the four mm. times. Like. <laughs> It was wasn't it eight times in total? Or was it eight times in the first half? I can't. I can't recall. The, I can't recall the total number, but there should have been at least four or five nil from what I'd seen. Yeah, it it was, it was like Lautaro Martinez had two goals disallowed for. There was only the one. Him. I was a bit like, oh come on, really? Like because it was his mm. like a shoulder. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think my if I remember, yeah, ten offsides in that game. I've just got it up here for Argentina. Martins oh had two goals disallowed. Messi had a goal disallowed for offside. Some of the Lautaro Martinez moments, not just to him scoring, but other times, you're like, lad, you're one of the best forwards in world football at this minute. Just look across the line. Like, after the first one, you should know. And they open in a couple of minutes. Saudi Arabia are going to be playing a high line here. I think they did realise that the... from the second half, because they didn't establish <laughs> after that. But it, it was too late, it felt, then. Yeah, like, it was so, so, so crazy. Messi was yeah. kind of anonymous. Angel Di Maria was diabolical. He, he was pretty bad. When all the previews, I said, like, Di Maria is a key player. And I said, like, what? <laughs> they were really... Yeah. Well, okay. And then can we just talk about that defence? How on earth is Christian Romero, who hasn't featured for ages for Spurs to injury, and 34-year-old Nicolas Artemendi getting ahead of Lisandro Martinez? Yeah, like, we've been frauded, almost. But if they lose the best game tonight, they have committed a crime in fooling everybody into thinking they could win this World Cup. Mm. I mean, from the reports I've seen uh, since that game, Sandra Martinez is meant to be in from the start. You think so? <laughs> he fucking has to be. Jesus Christ, if he is. Take nothing away from Saudi Arabia, though. Two uh, really Good goals, especially the second from uh, Aldaz. Wow, what a goal that was, man. That was beautiful. I mean, it's unfortunate it had to happen in front of the best goal in the world, but <laughs> it was a good goal. Your best goal in the world. He's the best goal in the world. Yeah. Personal opinions. The hair is not the tall, but you don't count. I wasn't saying him. I don't need more... him. Mark Andre to Stegen. Um, to Stegen? Oh, get out. Get not out. obviously based, not oh, based off this game, but. So I mean, Stegen can't even general. get the Germany <laughs> No, but I was on about in general, he's a really good keeper still. Uh, but it's Courtois. Yeah. I, I was obviously, I'm doing it for yeah. a bit. 
everyone knows Tebow Courtois is the best keeper in the world at the minute. I was trying yeah, to give you a conversation. I hated that Emmy Martin, 32 shots he had him and both winning. I'm so mm. annoyed at that. Yeah. Um, but hopefully Argentina show up and give us something exciting to watch uh, later on. Mexico, Poland, though, afterwards. Jesus Christ. But Mexico had enough there to go at them a bit more and they just didn't. Poland mm. were there for the troll. Yeah, and Lewandowski's penalty was shite. Terrible, terrible. And I think that's all we need to say about groups yeah. so far. <laughs> I hope our team is good later. It needs to be. Yeah, we need a bit of excitement later on. Uh, into Group D now, and uh, we are obviously talking whilst uh, Australia are playing Tunisia in their second game. Uh, Denmark, France later on. So first game. Uh, Talk about Denmark versus Tunisia, nil-nil draw. Again, Denmark really didn't offer much. I was expecting a bit yeah. more from them. For all the hype I think people had given Denmark as well, including us saying, oh, dark horses here. Yeah, they were nothing. I was more impressed with Tunisia. Yeah, they were just... Which is, no, yeah. isn't saying much. I've not watched much of this one, but I think they've been crap. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Um, expected more off the Danes, like we said, but... They just failed to deliver. Mm. They kind of need yeah. some of this France game. Otherwise, they're looking mm-hmm. a bit bleak. Oh, definitely so. Um, speaking of France, comfortable 4-1 victory against Australia. Uh, Olivier Giroud scoring a brace, now taking him tied for the most goals. No, because Denis Valencia's got three in. No, I meant uh, all-time for France. Oh, all-time for France. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's tied with Thierry on Reina. Yeah, you got to say the, the important part first. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, France look absolutely ruthless. Well, they went behind. I think that got everyone excited. Yes, the curse still lives. <laughs> but then mm. GQ stepped up and was like, yep, <laughs> I'm here. I am, a, I am a sexy motherfucker and I will show you why I am still great at football. You know, why didn't we have him as golden boot? With Benzema injured, he, he kind of had to step up then, didn't he? Maybe because we was thinking Mbappe would steal the show. Which, in a way, he still did. He was still pretty good. Yeah, getting a goal and assist as well. And looked really good uh, in that game. But yeah, France looked solid. Like you say, despite going behind early on to Australia, mm. 10 minutes, got still uh, back into the game. And... Yeah. I still wish he'd see a team in France to take it to him. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to the Aussies, they're not on the same level as France in terms of quality. So I think Denmark later on will be a better uh, litmus test to see how France are really doing at this tournament. And uh, obviously, I even think for uh, Denmark as well, it's a proper, can we actually show that we are something and we're not just a fluke here? Or yeah, they've they got a over. Like, mm, I don't think 100%. staying organised and sneaking a draw will work for them. If if Tunisia and Australia stays 1-0 as it currently is while recording. Yes. I know they've got to buy Australia after this, but yeah, you want to be level with them. Yeah. Um, into Group E now, and before we talk about Spain's masterclass against Costa Rica, Germany. Oh, Germany. Have we misread? Well, let's just say, has one of us misread how this group's going to go? Well, I said maybe one of them. 
finishing part of this group. Maybe it should have been Germany. <laughs> what we what you need is you know, it's the the Shaquille O'Neal picture that's being shared. Perhaps I, I owe you an apology I've misjudged you. <laughs> I actually that's use you. that for a basketball. <laughs> I actually use that for a basketball game recently, but enough about that. That <laughs> we is you. Talk about that another time. Mm. It's Germany um, who are finishing yeah. bottom. <laughs> yeah, Germany. Massive frauds. Um credit to Japan. Took it to them. Looked like they wanted it more. Yes. Jacob got a second half. Yes, they did. Although even the yeah. first half they looked okay. Yeah. Uh, don't roll Japan off. They looked interesting in the qualifying and clearly they still have something about them. Even in the last World Cup they were all right. Yeah. I mean they finished second in qualifying, only one point behind uh, Saudi Arabia in qualifying. Looking really good. And like you say, I I I think they have potential, especially if they get um a decent result against Costa Rica tomorrow. Um you could have put they, a... they could still top this group. Yeah. That's the thing, because Spain, Germany, they're coming up. So uh, if Japan beat Costa Rica, or even a draw, you'd say that's Japan through to the knockout stages, realistically. But the way this has all worked out with the matches, is perfect for Japan. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have asked for it much better. Uh, but on the Germany side, really poor. Yeah, they just lack in areas. Mm-hmm. The, cu- the yeah, cutting just... edge wasn't there as much as it needed to be. Give the ball to Musiala more. No. Exactly. If only England had him. He wouldn't yeah. be fucking used, let's be honest. He'd be on the bench <laughs> talking around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, disappointing performance told, from the no, Germans. He doesn't have Marcus Rashford offers. Please. Must be serious. Ugh. Um, and I think the main meme or joke of that game was, what the fuck was that run from Antonio Rudiger? Yeah, you know, I'd left the room. I think when that happened, so all I've said is the still image and not the actual run. Like, I don't know. Oh, it, it looks I've comical, seen... but I've not actually seen it in full motion. Well, I've heard Germany were taking the piss of it. It did seem to be like that because even he seemed to be like laughing as he was doing that run, and it, it, it yeah, no, I would have just... done that run in the celebration afterwards. Yeah, or just stood in front, like ran it over to... If Ghana players can do the suit, then why aren't Japanese players doing this Rudiger run? Yes. Alright, pause for a minute, because Tunisia gone really close there. You're watching my screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's because Tunisia nearly scored, that's why. Do you want? No, you're not allowed to watch it now. Too bad. (laughs) I'm going to cover the screen. (laughs) Right, let's talk about the other game in that group. Costa Rica losing 7-0 to Spain. I mean, I didn't have this on the scorecard, so I don't think many people had 7-0 to Spain, but a good result for Luis Enrique's side. Well, a great result for Luis Enrique's side. They, they just ripped them a new one. Mm. Like we could say they've got no striker, but their midfield options and then the wide options, just they're incredible. Yeah, I mean, they had a midfield free of Gavi, Busquets and Pedri. Like they play together all the time. Week in, week out. You then got um, Ferran Torres on the right side, Dani Olmo on the left. Like, of course, these lot are going to do well. 
I mean, yes, Although we did, say... did you not? I swear I said the same thing about Ferran Torres and you actually disagreed with me there. I can't remember. I was trying to big him up for potential golden boot contender for, in terms of for Spain. Yeah. But again, though, can well, we even Morata's got a chance, though. <laughs> it could be any of them. Come on, don't give Morata that much hype and credit. Super sub? They played against Costa Rica, let's come on. Hey, wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, yes, they won 7-0, but at the same time, you could have looked. You played Costa Rica, lads. Yeah, they weren't great. Like Costa Rica didn't even try and be like organised and just sure up. It was just endless. No. It just felt like the, if this game went on for another 90 minutes or so, they wouldn't look like scoring a goal. Absolutely not. Hmm. So, um, yeah, good result for Spain and they're going to make their game against Germany tomorrow. Really interesting to see. Uh, both from are Spain a real deal and have I written them off too early? And are Germany actually the frauds of this group? Well, imagine if Germany did beat Spain tomorrow, though. Well, then we have everything to look forward to on the final uh, set of fixtures, then. <laughs> More Thorgo, <Thurlow>, yay! <laughs> uh, into Group F now, and... Well, I don't even know what to say about Group F. I don't, like, out of context... This group looks like the worst of the bunch so far. One goal <laughs> in the last two. Well, it's last not games. even out of context. It's in context. It looks like the worst group. But the, that Belgium-Canada game was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic uh, game from uh, Canada. No one at all who hasn't seen uh, John Herdman's side expected that uh, result from Canada. And he has become the first manager to manage in both a men's and women's uh, World Cup. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise he was that bloke. At the, mm-hmm. at the time, so when they told me that, I was like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that's perfect. That's class. Yeah. Like, um, more yeah. women's football mentions <laughs> in men's football. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Um, exactly. Subscribe to women's football, football talk. <laughs> Thanks for the free promo. <laughs> Where can I get these? Um, what is women's football talk, by the way? It's obviously our, or my, uh, dedicated YouTube channel where we talk about women's football each week. Uh, we'll have previews, reviews, and any of the breaking stories happening in around the world of women's football. So make sure you head over to our, that YouTube channel, Women's Football, for all the news and stories, and check us out on Twitter and Instagram at WF Talks. We want 500 subs by the end of the year. Do it. Yes. And now I'm seeing, is that Ian Rush behind you? It is Ian Rush. I don't know, I don't know what nationality he is on this one. Yeah, I was thinking that. What's he going to do with either Australia or Tunisia, considering he's Welsh? But that he, he's been Irish before and English. Mm, true. Really anyway, uh, back on. The first time. Yeah, I missed him. Anyway. Back onto Belgium versus Canada. It was not like we're, we're, we're talking about the fucking pundits of Tunisia, Australia. That that's more interesting than whatever Morocco, Croatia was. Well, yeah, because nothing happened in that one. Literally, nothing happened. No, thought you. Croatia. Just... <laughs> You're boring now. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Like, yes, Luka Modric is still world class. That will never disappear. But. The rest of that team is just, yeah, fuck off. See you later, lads. And Morocco looked decent in the first half, but then the second half, they 
There's nothing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely so. Uh, into Group F now. No, sorry, G, sorry, that was. Group Don't F. maybe go back there. <laughs> uh, Switzerland beating Cameroon one nil. Real Mbolo scoring the only goal of that game. Does that man just only short about World Cups or something? I swear that, that you don't hear anything of this man in club football, and yet he was once a bit of a prodigy. I mean, he's still only 25 years old. That's uh, mad. He's younger looking... than me. <laughs> That's just not right. Just looking at the stats for uh, him in Liege 1 this season, he actually has scored seven goals and got two assists. Liege 1? Who does he play for? Monaco. He's played for Monaco now? Yeah. I, I I at least knew that. Jesus Christ! No, he could have swore he was in. I forgot. Wait, was he at Munch and Gladbach? Yeah, he was at Munch and Gladbach. But then uh, I don't know if it was this past summer or the summer before he moved to Monaco. I didn't he moved. Yeah, yeah it is. Um. Other than that, Shakiri looks like he's still carrying the weight of Switzerland on his shoulders because yeah, he's very small shoulders, but he's still manages to, to do it every time mm. and then uh, from a Cameroonian point of view they just didn't offer anything no but I'd be intrigued to see them against Serbia maybe they could offer some up mm. uh, speaking on I, Serbia you say they didn't offer it just recalled that's with actually they were pretty good against Switzerland for like, the start of it they looked like they could have had a goal but then when once Switzerland had scored at the start of the second half, it was that was it. Yeah, it seemed like Switzerland shut up shop and then they just knew what they were doing for the rest of that one. That was it, I remember that. Cameroon were pretty much the dominant team in the first half. But Switzerland were organised and then Switzerland came out in the second half and scored. And that was it. Yeah. Yes. Um Brazil beating Serbia 2 0. Richarlison scoring a lovely goal. The new R nine. What do you mean? He scored twice, and one of them was with the goal. One of the goals in the tournament. Yeah, but no. Don't even <laughs> yeah, compare but, him yeah, to him. No. <laughs> Don't even compare him. He couldn't um, lace his boots for him. Well, he's he's got to get fifteen more goals to get anywhere near. <laughs> exactly. Let's be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, favourites. No. If we go past yeah. the overall first match days, they look good. They don't even need Neymar. Like. Oh, he's injured for the whole group stage. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Look yeah, how good they were, see. but they didn't have him on the pitch. Hmm. Who who uh, did they bring on when Neymar went off? Rodrigo, Gabriel Jesus, Anthony, his like-for-like repl- or his actual replacement. Then they brought on Gabriel Martinelli as well in the last they three minutes or so. their whole starting front line and brought on and just as good front line. Exactly. You're just like, but this is just unfair. No, it's not right. And even if I think the football they played was better when it was them for. Yeah. Like the list of possibility for uh, TJ's side is just incredible. Yeah. But obviously, Neymar's still a big name for them and they will miss him. But they'd want him back. Yeah. They'll get him back. He's nice. And Richarlison is decent when you get the ball to him. Yep. Yeah. Only Spurs knew. <laughs> Uh, group H now. I still think they're missing a Douglas Louise in midfield, though. Oh, shut up. What did Fred do when he called on? He's actually quite decent. 
But then again, you are already 2 0 up. So is there much of a job you actually need to do? No, absolutely not. I was actually disappointed with Serbia. Yeah. Didn't really offer anything. And <sighs> I guess it's in their case, they have to come out against Cameroon and do something. Yeah. I know he's been out of form, but what what's going on there? Yeah, it didn't come on until the 66th minute. Although I saw one of the chances he tried to do, I went, oh no, that's why. Mm. Uh, into Group H now, Uruguay and South Korea. Anything to say on that, apart from Hyung Min Son needs a smaller armband? And a, a better mask. <laughs> yeah. As well. Other than that, you know, is that all the Korean runs are wearing masks now? Yes, I did. <laughs> I got to admire it. To be fair, mm. I used to uh, think this was one of the better nil, the nil nils. This was okay. yeah. I mean, it wasn't a dull nil nil, but at the same time, but Darwin Nunes still can't score for shit. The mm. man had tapping and he missed it. Also. Facundo Palestri playing. Jesus Christ. How the hell is that man? Like, this man can't even get a game for United. Yeah. And he started. Yet they didn't take Alejandro Garnacho. He was starting for Manchester United. I thought he was Argentinian. Yes, sorry. My bad. I was gonna say, that's why. <laughs> Argentina could have done with him. Blue and white South American team. I got mixed up for a second. But um, yeah, it was a good nil-nil, but I'm just wanting goals. And we've had too many nil-nils in this yeah. tournament. Like, considering the Russia World Cup only had one, like this is this is always going to look terrible. Yeah. I mean, four nil-nils in the opening uh, match day. And then obviously take into account England versus USA yesterday. Mm. You just like, like, when you look Christ. at all the games that ended nil-nil, you go, yeah, these are all teams that just seem negative actually. So it's not too surprising. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm worried that we're, like, we're getting this many nil nils now. What the hell is it going to be like in the knockouts? Probably just a bunch of one nils. Yes, so many extra times, don't we? As long as we don't go to fucking penalties, Jesus Christ. We're going to get so many extra times, and then we're going to get 10 minutes added on to the extra time. Mm. And then potentially like another 20 minutes or so. Players taking fucking penalties, and you're like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, just give it the longest tournament ever. <laughs> I would go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wax Portugal then. Yeah, um, managed Asian. to beat Ghana 3 2. Mm. Just about considering uh, Diogo oh, Costa made a I've big fuck up. Been, I've never been so heartbroken for a bloke in all my life. Not Diogo Costa, but in, in Yaki Williams. My God. Just... Don't slip there. <laughs> if he did really had the greatest me. moment of the whole tournament, and he just slips. So so close. He was so close. It's always karma for him, like changing his nationality. Yeah. Um, Portugal winning though three two. Bruno Fernandes had a really good game getting. Uh, Two assists for João Felix and Rafa Leal, who looks mm. still the real deal, Rafa Leal. Just smiles every time he does something decent. Mm. I mean, smiling before he even scored that photo. Oh, <laughs> that's just beautiful, that is. Yeah, I just find it funny that it's all the Chelsea fans waxing lyrical about him on Twitter. 
like mm. Inkle do lad. Yeah, he's signing a new deal at Ace. You're signing Penalda. Uh, they can fucking have him. They literally can now. He is a free agent. Mm. Um, let's talk on that then. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, so... but <laughs> I'm on World Cup brand, but you forced me into it. I mean, we've talked everything about the World Cup so far, though, <laughs> apart from the game that's literally happening right now and the games later on. That's why. Um, so, was it Tuesday, Wednesday? I can't even remember what day United released the statement now. Right, it was two days before the Portugal game, so I'm going to say it was Tuesday. Yeah, basically came out with a statement saying that they'd reached a mutual agreement with Ronaldo that he'd be released from his contract with immediate effect and that uh, he wouldn't be getting paid a single penny for the rest of it. So that's the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Um, I think it was... Yeah. (laughs) They always all go down says, yeah. (laughs) It's one of them where I think United fans are just glad it didn't drag on for the rest of the season or up until January at least because after his interview with Piers Morgan, there was no way back and it was just a matter of when it was happening rather than if it was going to happen. Yeah, the right thing is has come of this where he goes next i don't even know i, I see, see the rumors of saudi club again Is it oh, yeah yeah and even newcastle have come up <laughs> yeah though i don't see him going to newcastle he's though. not getting ahead of miguel Almer on that no i do think chelsea or the middle east will probably be his only options Can we roll out into miami yes i don't think he will go don't think to he's got it to reunion with phil Gary doesn't even want a reunion with Phil when he's his fucking brother. Gary's not on the Christmas card list anymore, you know this. I'm not surprised. Why would you want a f- fucking Christmas card from Phil Neville? But has Phil Neville criticised him now? What, Ronaldo or Gary? Ronaldo, obviously. What's he got against Gary? Yeah. <laughs> We're brothers and you're more... Being a slightly <laughs> better manager than him. I would say that's a bit hard, but it actually isn't. It isn't. He's, <laughs> this man's been to a World Cup. World yeah. Cup semi-finals. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, back on the Ronaldo stuff, I think amicable that he's came around this way and there wasn't any long process about it. And like you say, it would be interesting to see where he goes. But that wasn't even Manchester United's biggest news of the day. <laughs> the Glazers saw this and thought, fuck this prick. <laughs> <laughs> we're out so they came out with a statement um a few hours later saying that uh they are commencing a process to explore strategic alternatives for the club basically translate we're selling the club <laughs> we've had enough it's one of the options so uh, from the reports that is going to be the end goal uh that they will uh, end up s- selling the club because although the statement says looking for either interests or a co-ownership type thing, um, it's more likely going to be a sale. Um, the Rain Group, who did Chelsea sale earlier on this year, they are acting as the company's exclusive financial advisor, and Rothschild and Co are acting as the financial advisors to uh, the Glazer family. So 
expect Manchester United within the next six months to be sold. Like I, would, mm. I wouldn't expect anything to be done by get the sold time first United or Liverpool. Is that how it works now? Oh, United. Well, you haven't seen yeah, any names probably United. With, no, you haven't no. seen any names linked with Liverpool, have you? We're only fully convinced Liverpool are actually for sale. <laughs> no. I mean, let's talk about so the free day. The ship, so it's so that you probably think they are. Mm. I mean, we've had what three, maybe this is going to be the fourth full day by the time I think what nine, ten o'clock rolls around when it, the noise was announced. Every man in his dog that has a billion pounds has been linked with Manchester United. Every rich billionaire who owns a massive brand has been linked <laughs> by mm, Manchester absolutely. United. Yeah, I've seen Tim Cook, I've seen Facebook being linked with them, I've seen Amazon being linked, I've seen uh, Dubai being linked, I've seen Jim Ratcliffe being linked, I've, I've seen, seen Zara. Potential, yeah. <laughs> Zara. That would be the funniest one. Although he has all reports from Spain have ruled that out, saying he's not actually interested. Oh. Um, I've seen but just just for the, the pre-match suits that they'd wear. Oh, I would want that to happen. Yeah, like for me, what I think will happen, I think it'll probably be either Sir Jim Ratcliffe or um, the Dubai lot. For me, I just I'm think that be... why you wouldn't think an American group would. Be more likely given they're probably just as likely to talk to American groups. I mean, they probably are more, probably more likely to talk to American That's groups, but I'm I just think. trying to. But if we look, is, do you attract? Well, I mean, you'd expect maybe do them same lot that wanted Chelsea earlier. So you look at like Steve Pagliacuca who owns the Boston Celtics. That'd be perfect for um, <laughs> Yes, it actually would be. Um, the Philadelphia 76 are the co-owners who own, don't they own a bit in Crystal Palace? Yeah. Which like would be odd. Like, how can you own Palace and then spend all that money on signing United? You'd be, if you're, you'd be a bit pissed if you were Palace. Like, sorry, you've got all this money and you didn't spend a fucking penny on anyone else. Yeah. Um, well, they'd obviously have to sell their ten percent in Crystal Palace because you're not allowed to own two Premier League. Maybe clubs. that's why. It's just the ten percent; they don't really get much of a say. Yeah, um, I think. Cool. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something in me that doesn't see um, American investment coming into Manchester United. I don't know. Would it be funny Maybe that... if Apple took over? Yeah. Maybe that's just my, more hope for me because I hate the guys that much that I don't want American owners. It would take club. anyone. Like, that's how bad it got with United. Is you will just take anyone. Yeah. Except Mike really Ashley, of course. Oh, yeah. He's not in the conversation. He can't afford Manchester United. Imagine if John W. Henry comes in and says, I want Manchester United. Those other lot <laughs> hated us. Let's see if these lot are any better with us. Yeah, fuck off. You wouldn't even be allowed in the fucking doors. Um, but as of today, uh, which is obviously Saturday the 26th, no more investment news has came out and it's just going to be one that will roll on for a while. Um, but I think for me, if we look at this on a true basis, probably come what March, April, you'll probably see the end of it all. Uh, United will have new owners by then and then it'll be next summer where you see Oh, it takes splashing off the cash and players just, coming in and out. I'll just add the four because uh, you're playing Manchester United are playing Barcelona in the Europa League. Uh, 
yeah, in February, early February. So, and, and if Apple were to take over, you'd be looking at one game at the Spotify New Camp and the other at Old Trafford. The Apple I mean, Music Tra- Old Trafford. That's very old. That's not going to be the name of the stadium. It was, it was clever, though, and someone... Oh, yeah, I found that bloody hilarious when you saw uh, that. And then uh, some people put in the Apple logo on as the main kit sponsor instead of Team Viewer. See, I think it works better as a sleeve sponsor. Yeah, 100% it does. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely one to pay attention to. And obviously, once the World Cup's done, we'll probably have more talk on uh, Manchester United and ownership because I imagine we'll have more news come closer to January and into the new year rather than the rest of uh, this year. The hope is, I was like, when club football comes back, I feel like it's going to be like, oh, it's too soon. <laughs> you have a week off from the World Cup final, like whoever's involved, and then Boxing Day happens. It's like, I mean, I'm happy. It's Boxing Day games, but then I'm also like, well, it's not even a break. week because I give you a break. We have about Cup fixtures. We have yeah, Cup fixtures. Don't give a shit about that anymore. Week. We got that's your club's problem. <laughs> yeah. For me, though, like we mentioned earlier with the women's football talk, I'm more thinking about the women's football than I'm doing at the World Cup at the minute. So I'm like, I'm trying to alternate my brain. So it's like, oh, World Cup mode, no, actually, women's football mode. And you're like, Jesus well, Christ. You can multitask. <laughs> I can. We can do that. We can do that, yeah. Um, but yeah. The problem um, of women's football talk again. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, so that is it for this week's podcast. We'll be back once the second round of fixtures are all done up and dusted, which is, what day of the week is that? Uh, it says the 28th. Yeah, so uh, we'll have our, our podcast on Tuesday just before match day three, or as match day three is getting underway. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday to well, look back at everything. The Tuesday Pardon? morning, that helps us out a bit. Yes, because the kickoff is at three. It's already group <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, um, when we record, we look back at the rest of uh, the groups happening in match day two. Because obviously, we've talked about Group A and Group B's match day two fixtures, and partially of the game going on between Argentina, um, Australia, and Argentina. <laughs> Argentina, that's a new country. Oh, God. Anyway, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and that you download us as well and that you uh, subscribe to us on YouTube as well uh, at Off The Crossbar for all the latest podcasts and everything. And then you follow us get on Twitter as well. For the full podcast, why aren't you doing it? Exactly. Get to enjoy us bringing you great 90 minutes worth of talk. I mean, we could have so gone on. It feels on. like we've just added on 10 minutes just randomly talking about Manchester United. Yes, and we haven't even got into some of the stuff about the fucking made-up attendances at these stadiums as well. <laughs> That's for the end. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. Well, until next time, we'll see you soon. <laughs>